Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Chad Johnson, who is an amazing man in so many ways. He first uh, came in contact with us as uh, my personal coach, as strategic coach, when we were uh, part of their coaching program up in Chicago. Got to know him and just see how he leads his life from a position of faith with his family, with his business, with his children, and just in, really in everything he does. And today we get a chance to kind of look beyond um, and get an in-depth look of how he organizes everything and how he keeps it all in check and how he overflows and how he's winning in all those areas of his life. I'm just so thankful for Chad and the constant encouragement that he's given us. He's one of those guys that I look to as an inspiration and a model. And I hope you all enjoy the episode and get some great nuggets that you can take away from today's conversation. And until then, stay sharp, everyone. All right. Well, Chad, uh, thank you so much for carving out time out of your schedule to, to be with us on the ISI podcast. I've been excited for this one ever since we started uh, the podcast and thinking that oh, we got to get Chad on here. we got to get Chad on <laughs> Almost 20 episodes deep. Hey, gotcha. it's a joy so, to be <laughs> here. It really is, Nick. <laughs> Grateful. Thanks, man. I feel like putting you down is, is the win of the day. So that's that's awesome. Well, for, for you know, I we go back a, a couple years now, but for those of us who, you know, don't know you, um, give us a little bit of, you know, background on, you know, your upbringing, you know, background family, um, kind of and what you are doing now professionally and um, all right. Well, Nick, have, again, just want to say thank you. You and, and Joe and, and the whole ISI crew have really uh, been a blessing in my life. And, and it's, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, I, you know, grew up in Los Angeles in the family of uh, an entrepreneurial family. I really had trouble figuring out my own course of direction, you know, wanted to, I was curious about everything and, and was jumping from one thing to the other in my early twenties, trying my own little businesses, a mobile espresso business, a, a mug decaling business, a t-shirt, a t-shirt. I had a t-shirt business trying to sell t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Hey, how about that? Anyways, <laughs> but, um, you know, when I got married and had a few kids, I quickly realized that my entrepreneurial endeavors were, while some of them moderately successful, they weren't lasting. And I jumped into what everybody was advising was a great career. And I became a firefighter paramedic and quickly realized that, what am I doing? I'm not a very good union employee. Um, I just didn't have that mindset. And well, my brother's a captain in the fire service and I respect so much the work that those folks do, it wasn't right for me. And I jumped into uh, finance and was working at UBS and was there several years was starting to find my traction and really, you know, think that, okay, I could do this for a long time. And my father called and said, Hey, would you be willing to come back to our family business that was in Los Angeles, screen printing labels on glass bottles. And, you know, I, I said, no, I don't want anything to do with that business. And he had kind of made it look uncomfortable or difficult. And, and, uh, anyways, long and the short of it, he was a technician in the sense that he understood every nut and bolt of a manufacturing business and and it just took his major amount of his life and time and so when i finally flew out to meet with him from colorado springs to la you know he and my uncle said hey you know what we we're going to sell this or or whatnot or would you please and after praying about it you know my wife and i jumped and and said you know what this has been in the family for quite a few years let's see if we can make a run of it that was about wow it'll be 19 years here in a month uh, I guess in July and first couple of years really uh, just not seeing the growth that I wanted 
I knew I needed coaching support. And uh, that really uh, turned me on to strategic coach in 2004, two years into my journey. And I had other coaches in the past that it, it felt like they were trying to be more of or encourage me to be more of who I wasn't. Um, if that makes sense, it was kind of like work harder at being uh, focused on strengthening all your weaknesses and, you know, filling all the voids that you have. And strategic coach came in and really just gave me a different framework for looking at work and life. And especially through the lens of what I call now my God-given gifts or unique abilities, you know, and, and really playing to your strengths and, and freeing yourself up from some of those uh, areas that you just are never going to be exceptional at. And that really started to transform that business. And so for the last 19 years, we were able to see it grow more than six times, you know, top line revenue and more than 12 times, you know, and profitability and just the the blessing of seeing a team come together and a culture built and, you know, all of the things that I think a healthy, thriving business um, it becomes so exciting when things are operating the way that they are, they can and when the pieces come together. And so that, that really um, turned me on to how powerful coaching is. And about five years ago, I was able to join Strategic Coach as one of their coaches. And uh, it just really opened up a whole new arena in my life of things I wanted to do professionally and that I loved growing myself, loved growing businesses. But I also found that seeing other people grow personally in the areas that mattered most to them, using business as a platform or a vehicle for people having extraordinary lives um, just really fired me up. So that's been a five-year journey over over that time period. I've just, it's just been a delight. It's how I came in contact with you and, and Joe. And uh, so, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a little bit of where we're at. We started a couple other businesses have been fun and, and are working, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. That is amazing. And it's, I think it's always awesome when you, you know, you taste the, uh, you know, the sauce yourself and obviously had a huge impact on you and your life and your, the business and what an awesome way to carry on the legacy of your family business and, and not only just take it over, but, mm -hmm. you know, improve upon mm -hmm. it and grow it and thrive. Um, through some through some tough times. So when you when you talk about um, and I want to touch on your in your family too because that's there's not many people that um, I know that um, are as <laughs> have such a unique and interesting family like you do. Um, but before we get there, you mentioned just you know touching on um, your God given abilities and your unique or God given strengths and unique abilities that you have. Just curious, you know, was there uh, what was the pivot you know from when you came into ceramic decorating from what you maybe started as to what you learned through strategic coach and how you pivoted to what you do or the role that you play in the organization to, to best serve the group and to be more in line with your God-given strengths? What, what was that change that took place? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it's, uh, you know, interesting. We grew up in a culture where, at least in my schooling, it was like, Chad, you're not doing good in this subject, so we need to focus there. Um, and I kind of adopted that model in my business approach unintentionally. But all of a sudden, it's like, okay, uh, Chad, you're operationally, yeah, you're great at sales, maybe you're great at marketing, you're great at team building, but you're not good at organizational, uh, you know, the organization part or the the systems development part or creating great, you know, internal processes. So you really need to spend a lot of your time focused on those things. And so I bought all the books, I took all the courses, I 
really spent an inordinate amount of time trying to improve myself to become exceptional in those areas that I saw were insufficient. And in so doing, I didn't spend the time in those areas that were my strengths. And, and we all know that when we're in our areas of unique ability or God-given giftings, the, you know, we're so much more productive. It builds confidence. It creates capability. It infuses others around us with all of the, the energy that comes from someone excelling. And the opposite is true. When you're beating your head against a rock and getting very small, minor improvements, I mean, so small that you're kind of like, guys, this is, seems so fruitless, you know, and coach all of a sudden said, Hey, Chad, what if you just quit trying to be all that and trying to be this well-rounded, capable in every area individual, and you stayed in your lane. And then you went and found those unique ability team members that have this God-given gift to do the very thing that you hate or that you're struggling with. And the freedom that came from that mindset shift, and it was really a permission, I felt like it was given to me, and not only a permission, but it's like, hey, Chad, if you're ever going to build an exceptional organization or exceptional team, it's going to be built on this concept. It's not going to be built on you, you know, doing everything great yourself. So it, I know it sounds so ridiculous, you know, now looking back on it, but for me, it, it was a blind spot that, <laughs> that just had, you know, when it when the lights went off and all of a sudden I understood that even in my quirkiness, you know, of I, I could be exceptionally good at certain things and and instead of spending all that that, you know, misdirected time, it, it got redirected in a new way. I aligned with people, went back to my office, said, Hey guys, I'm terrible at this. Somebody wanna help. And, you know, the hand shot up. People said, I love doing those things. I couldn't believe it at first. I honestly, because I hated them so much. I couldn't believe they were honestly wanting to do those things, but it just literally poured gas on my own, you know, joy in work, my, our, our development of our team, development of our company. Um, it, it was, it was a game changing, uh, and still is, you know, mindset for me and, and something that impacts everything I do to this day. It's, uh, I mean, it's been incredibly freeing for me. And I think I'm, you know, continuing to refine, you know, just for myself, you know, what my, I think I pretty well know what my unique ability is, but how, how it applies, you know, it's a constant refinement of that and, and building up all the yes. people, you know, around me, but it's, um, it takes, you know, some, it takes some humility, um, and, you know, willing to realize that you're, you know, you're not mm. great at many things, most things, you know, only good at maybe one or one or two mm. things that you can really, really shine at. And, um, yeah, so it's been super helpful, you know, in my journey too. So I appreciate the uh, unique ability, you know, workshops we've done and, and all the things mm. that kind of shifted our mindset on that whole thing. But so I want to I want to switch gears just a little bit because I think um, you know from the the ISI community really it's it's a, it's a lot of people who are are you know juggling for lack of better terms at all trying to figure out um, how do how do we thrive in our you know our faith mm. and our family and our career you know, with our money and our, and our fitness, you know, it's, it's a lot to keep mm. all those things, um, thriving. And, um, you know, we talk about putting God at the center. So share a little bit about your family and your amazing wife. Um, and then let us know <laughs> with all that going on and the business stuff you mentioned, Yo. how do you do it all? Secret sauce, <laughs> man. Secret I'll tell you what, Chad? if I only knew, no, you know, what's, what's so cool, Nick is I think there, for me, the foundation um, has to be laid strong. And the foundation, you said, you know, Christ at the center, 
for me, I, I literally referred to myself as a giant five guy because I have very early on in my in my life, literally my late teens, came across uh, just in thinking of my own priorities. I came with five things and I said, hey, these are absolutely foundational to my longevity and well-being and success over time. Um, and the first is my relationship with the Lord. And I am completely insufficient as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a business owner, entrepreneur, as a man in my community, a part of the body of Christ. I'm just insufficient in every way outside of Christ's work in and through me. And when I am walking in the spirit, when I am filled with his power and his presence, um, I can then overflow into the areas of my life that I have said are important. So that number one relationship in my life is my relationship with the Lord. And, and, and I don't mean this in a religious sense. I mean, in a very deep personal relationship sense that I am completely un, unable to do, you know, my life without him ruling my heart and my mind. And with that being said, if I'm in him and in Christ, it says, if any man be in Christ is a new creation, old things pass away, behold, all things have become new. When I'm that man, and I believe that it says, you know, in many places in scripture that we are the new man, that the old man is dead. And I just, I want to live in that space. So number one priority is that. Second is my marriage. I, Nick, you've met my wife. She's the most amazing woman on the planet. I happen to have met your wife and I know that we both married up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we just did, you know, and it, it's such, it's such a big deal big, big to who you marry <laughs> and God in his goodness to me allowed me to find a soulmate that is just talk about unique ability teamwork. You know, she completes me and I, I, we're just, we're going to be celebrating 20, what, 27 years of marriage. Is it 27? No, it'll be 28 um, years of marriage in August. And just so grateful for all that the Lord has done um, in in our, our marriage. And so after my relationship with the Lord, it's, hey, Janice is number one. I've got to maintain that relationship because at the end of my life, I want to have a relationship that has just been life-giving, rich, real, romantic, um, meaningful, connected, you know, intimate, oneness, and, and that takes work, as you said, but if that is truly my priority, then, and I'm in a constant awareness of this is a relationship I want to grow in, um, I can then do what is my third uh, priority as, as a man, which is parent well. And I, I separate out marriage from family because a lot of people lump it together. And I see a lot of dads being super great dads, but then they kind of, we can break down or fall down when it comes to taking care of their mama. And all of a sudden, it undermines the very parenting we're trying to do. Um, so for me, relationship with the Lord, relationship with my wife, Janice, and then pouring into our children. And I told you I like my wife a lot. And I, I have proof. I have 11 kids. We have 11 children together, one at a time. No twins. The oldest is 25 years old. And, uh, and the youngest is seven, going to be eight this month, uh, the month of June, actually coming right up. And... I, again, eight daughters, three sons um, that I adore, and I so desire to see them raised up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I want to see them thrive and be 
the the human beings that God created them to be with all of their own uniqueness and their own capabilities. And, and you know what, it would be daunting outside of the fact that I believe God has gifted us these children to steward. And I really believe he's ultimately responsible for their well-being. And I am on my knees and on my face daily crying out for wisdom, which the Lord promises to give to us as parents, as, as believers, and just ask, you know, saying, Lord, show me how to love these children and delight in them and pour into them in the way that, that he would have us. So that's third priority. Fourth is maintaining health and fitness. I about lost my health when I was 10 and another time um, when I was in my early 20s by just not stewarding my physical body well. And I see health as a, you know, a physical, mental, emotional wellness of just being who I'm supposed to be and maintaining those those practices or disciplines that allow me to stay in peak, you know, peak performance condition. And I've been so grateful by having that as a priority that it allows me to have this very energetic um, uh, investing capability in, in, in my life because of that uh, priority. And then my fifth priority of those giant five is using the God-given gifts uh, and unique abilities that he's given me to earn provide for my family to serve others, um, you know, in creating the most value or to minister, uh, you know, in, in building up others around me. And so with those five priorities, you say, how do you, you know, keep it all together? I think the myth of balance is an interesting one. And I say myth because nobody is always, I'd say everybody's always out of balance. Um, and yet we want to maintain certain priorities and I think it's more to me like I'm constantly looking at those five areas as almost like five gauges in my life, five dials, and saying, you know, where am I on a scale of one to 10 in my relationship with the Lord? Where am I right now with Janice on a scale of one to 10? You know, I want to be in the relationship with the Lord with Janice, with my kids. I want to live in a seven, eight, nine zone um, on that scale of one to 10. What's absolutely true is that I'm rarely have all of those areas at a seven, eight, nine, or ten. Um, they they fluctuate. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at eleven children. I may have six of them that are in seven, eight, nine area, and I may have one in a two, three area. You know, zone. I may have one in a four, five, and one in a five, six. And it tells me, hey, this is where I need to be spending my time in prayer. This is where I need to be focused on b- bringing up. Uh, with intentionality and connecting with those children or pouring in, you know, so it's, it's constantly, I think, looking through the lens of, hey, these are my important priorities. And this is, yes, never, like I said, do I look at the, I'm going to say never, but do I look at the whole picture and they're all just, you know, green line and perfectly across? It's, it's usually this very interesting mix where I get to have the awareness that, hey, this is where I need to, to be investing uh, intentionally. And and so there's, for me, because of that framework of looking through that lens, I don't, it, it has served me so well over the years to just know where my attention needs to be at any given day or moment. Um, and that by having those awarenesses and and that intentionality, I I rarely get way out of whack 
where I feel like things are out of control or, or I'm overwhelmed or I'm at a place of, of, uh, of not winning, I'm going to say. And, and, and that's, I don't know if that's helpful, but that's, that's been my, my practice. It's an awesome filter and a yeah. way to, you know, it's your, it's your dashboard and it's a way to really filter through where you need to be, you know? So when you're, when you're mm-hmm. putting together, you know, your week or your quarter, and you're using those big five, do you, do you, you know, carve out certain times that are kind of non-negotiables with, Absolutely. you know, time in scripture, time with Janice? I mean, is that, is that how you, you know, using those big five to then those get yes. also, you know, working with Cheryl and you're, you know, just as you're thinking about where your attention needs to go, how, talk us through kind of your, your process and how you approach it. Is it a daily thing, a weekly thing, um, et cetera, as you, that's a great question. I think, um, being in coach so long, I think in terms of 90 day blocks, you know, quarter, uh, it's an awesome time to plan. I put out my intention by objectively looking at my calendar and really, like you said, blocking out, okay, here's my, you know, goal, what we call goal free days, um, where I'm going to be invested in, you know, take, making sure I'm maintaining who I need to be. Here's time where, like I said, Janice and I are going to be together. Um, you know, just the two of us getting that, that relationship time, same thing. Here's where children, here's health here, daily disciplines, you know, getting up, moving my body immediately upon moving, um, you know, having my first thought of the day being, thank you, Lord, and filling in the blanks, um, you know, spending time in God's word. I love to, to memorize scripture. It's one of my favorite things to do to, to just spend time with the Lord and meditate on his word and just take passages, you know, I've been, I just memorized Colossians chapter three, you know, and it's like to be able to take bigger passages and ruminate on them for periods of time and, and have that be something I'm doing while I even walk in the morning or I run or I'm doing my, my physical exercise. But these, these little daily rhythms starting at a quarter, then pulling back into my week and then into the day and, 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 I'm free to change at any time. You know, if you know my personality, I'll be, I'll be a weekend of my quarterly plan and say, you know what, what we really need is more. I need more time with this child. And I'll literally just say, I'm taking Thursday. And that's the joy of the freedom of being an entrepreneur for me is I'm taking Thursday and I'm going to grab, you know, some time with that child. And we're going to go spend some real carefree timelessness together doing and connecting and having conversations that we need to have. And so at any point, if, if the dials are, you know, and Janice is with me, obviously in alignment. And, and so she's seeing things, you know, whether it's in life, work, parenting, whatever, we're constantly connecting. And, and if she says, man, you know, this person really needs help or sometimes it's work. Hey, I got to put my head down over the next three days. And, and like I said, the, the myth of balance to me is that, that we're somehow going to do the perfect things every single day and everything's going to be um, every cup is going to always be full rather than I find it to be more seasonal. Hey, this child's going through a tough time. She's, mm-hmm. you know, she's 15 and she's sorting through a bunch of stuff. She needs more of me. And, and I could never have forecasted that really well um, because I didn't know that those needs were going to rise in that way or my business had a shift and it's going to require me really locking in for the next two weeks. And so I'm not one of these guys that like is, Oh, super tied to this every Thursday night's a date night kind of thing. Um, 
I'm, I, I know a lot of people that really serves them and they build, you know, they're much more structured than I am. I am much more looking at those five dials constantly. And I may go, man, I need a date with my wife tonight. Janice, we need to get together. We just need to go. And, mm-hmm. and, and I may have a date with her on Monday night. I may take her out again on Thursday night, you know, if, if, if that's what's, what's needed for us to stay close. So I'm, I'm not yeah. real formulaic in it, but it, those, those five dials, you know, and those, those giant five priorities filter every day. And, and I respond accordingly to where the needs are um, to, to make them where they need to be. But yeah, it, it, and Cheryl, again, my assistant has just, she understands me, Janice, our family intimately well, and, and is also an advisor in, Hey, Chad, I, I see that, you know, re- redirecting some of your time and allocating it in this way, this, you know, this today or this week um, or in the next two weeks is going to be really important. And so, yeah, it's, I've got a team of support that's helping me, you know, navigate those waters, but it's, it's always front and center on my, I don't go through a day without that filtering happening at a, at a certain level. I love it. I mean, that to me, that's uh much more how I operate too, you know, and, and that's where, you know, it's interesting because Joe is, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, my counterpart in the business and he's much more that that's right. Thursday night, date night, seven thirty, eight thirty, And I love and appreciate, I love and that's appreciate right. it, for, you know, for those things. And, you know, the, the things, you know, in, in our, you know, with Nancy and our marriage, the, the things that we balance each other out and we bring each other up. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. It's, and I, I love the concept of overflow and that, you know, that you've mentioned that I, I feel like, um, in a couple mm. of these interviews, that's a common word that keeps coming up and, um, you know, our, we really can't mm. overflow unless our, you know, our cup is full and, you know, how do you think about filling up your own cup so that you can, mm. you know, spill over into other people and, you know, for you, you said it was your faith and that without that being there, um, without, you know, Christ at the center, and for you, if it's scripture memorization or, or the different things, you know, you feel like you, you really can't overflow yep. in those other areas without yep. that. Yeah. That's your, no that's doubt your, about it. That's your well of water, you know? Um, and so, um, I, I just am curious just more than anything, just when you talk about scripture memorization, do you, uh, how do you pick where you're going to go? Do you just open it up and kind of, you know, where you want to go in the Bible or are you, how do you, how do you, you know what? That's a, that's a great question. And, and it's memorized? so neat the way the Lord I think just speaks to us at, at our time of of life, the season we're in, what we're going through. You know, I, I'm sure you've observed this, but so many times, depending on the the challenge or the season or the the thing he wants to grow me in, he'll bring um, a certain awareness uh, around. A, it could be a theme. You know, for a while I was, I felt like the Lord really just wanted me to. Um, grow in, in, I feel like he always wants me to grow in humility, understanding just how great he is and, and how grateful I need to be. And, 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 and so all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I want to find the verses that, that deal with, you know, that, you know, pride and humility. And so I want to memorize some of those verses around that because I want, and so it's, it's, to me, it'll be sometimes topical like that, where he'll bring a subject other times I'll be reading along in our, we kind of do family Bible times. Um, and all of a sudden a passage is just, it'll just jump out at me, you know, and it's like, boy, those three verses right there are just nuggets, you know, they're just loaded. And so I'll, I'll go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to grab onto that and that's going to be my memory. So it's very, again, I, I'm going to say spirit led. Um, 
again, I don't have a, a rhyme or a reason to it, yeah. but it's, it's like there's constantly things that are kind of bubbling up to the top where all of a sudden it stands out as, oh, I really want to know that. And a lot of it for me is there's a, a passage in, in Second Peter verses three and four of chapter one that are just some of the best scriptures in, in all, of, all of scripture, but it talks about his divine power being given unto us. And he gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ Jesus. And then the verse below, it says, you know, he's given us these exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. And, and so I, I'm always on the hunt for promises in scripture, anything that's a promise, you know, and, and I lock onto those because I go, man, I want to memorize as many promises as I can um, because I want to know his promises to me and be able to stand on them in the testing time or the trying time. And that, mm. that's that been one of the, so, I mean, there's so many different promises. You think of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. That's a promise. That's a promise. You know, James 1, 5, he talks about, if any man lacks yeah. wisdom, let him ask of God who give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. You know, and it's like, that's a promise. He says, when I lack wisdom, if I ask him, he'll give it. So I just have a whole ton of promises that run through my brain constantly that just fuel me. I get so blessed by them, you know? Um, I just feel like they're, it is. Yeah, a, it is. It's a, a gift from God, like each one. And, and so to be able to marinate my mind in that is such a healing balm for my mind and and uh and i need that i need that fuel so yeah that's awesome is there a i mean is there any source or anything that you could think of that has you know the promises like if someone was like hey i, I would love to oh. develop a you know a top 10 list or look through and you know what it's, it's interesting you say that I, I literally that? there's I have written in that passage in Second Peter that there's literally like over seven thousand promises in Scripture or something. I mean, it's it's like crazy. Um, but I I literally have at times have Google just Google searched. I don't know of a book that that like lays out uh, you know a list of promises. But I've literally um, Googled just hey promises of God in Scripture and and gone there. Um, but more more than anything, just as I'm reading. I, I'm just always on the alert for, hey, that's a promise. You know, that's a promise. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just yeah this con is convictions in scripture that say, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. That's that is awesome. I, I'm much, you know, I can relate to that. I'm much more of a a feel player where I kind of see the field and see where I need to go and um, you know direct the energy uh, to wherever that thing is, whether it be a certain topic or you know, like going back to your giant five, maybe a certain relationship that needs more energy. So um, right. I, I like that, but I, I love the idea of some, some, you know, pr principles or promises or things that are, that are true. Um, they can always come mm. back to. I love that. Um, well, switching gears a little bit and it's just so many things going on. I feel like we, I could go on for forever and ever, but in this, <laughs> in the spirit of time, um, a couple of things, you know, we touched on the big five. Um, I'm curious if, um, if the Academy is happening this fall. You know what? It is. is. It, is it I'm, I'm, I'm going to say at this point, I'm about 70%, as you know, with this whole COVID thing, we literally put everything on ice just because we did not know okay. um, whether or not it could happen. Um, the state of Oregon is has certain restrictions on how, you know, size of gatherings and all this kind of stuff. It, it is changing and it has been changing, um, you know, weekly sometimes, but monthly. And 
so at this point we had you know okay. had those dates in august locked in and i still have the dates they're firm i'm probably about two weeks out from really blasting that information out um, but at this point yes i'm i'm every week it's gotten yeah. look like it's more promising yeah Awesome. Well, if, if it if it's a go and and uh, things are good, um, whether it's this year or in the future, I would think it'd be fun to bring a oh. guys from from IFSI <laughs> out there. Um, experience. I would your, love your that. I mean, I'll tell you what. Just having been at ISI, <laughs> um, you guys would just be an incredible right fit. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's it's a bunch of guys that are exactly like that that are really endeavoring to grow in in all those areas that we talk about here. That's really cool. We have um, we actually have a call tomorrow. We've been doing virtual events, and because um, we you know we've had a few that have been canceled because of COVID, and it's it's amazing. You know, as we as we continue to pour into who we are and what ISI is all about, we, we keep finding more and more guys that are you know um, similar yes. in terms of yes. you know what they want, and what's important to them, and uh, it, it really has been Iron Sharpens Iron. With, you know, so many great stories of guys mm. helping each other grow and improve, and you know um, just connect and build relationships and rich rich uh you know meaningful conversation Nick, it's, and, it's it's uh, it's beyond it's awesome it's so it's, needed it's awesome. you know if there's one thing that you know men across this nation need i think it's more of that and, and just building one another up in those truly important things and i guess i'm so blessed that you guys have jumped in and doing that it's, it's a gift and and just keep on man i just want to see gas on that fire for sure yeah we're excited about it. It's um, it's been super rewarding, and you know, thankful for the opportunity. But um, for you, so what? I mean, with all the you know all this going on, and I'm sure you're you're plotting some you know next moves and in prayer about it. What's what's you next know what? For you it's it's interesting. Um, I've I've been really you know praying. I just turned fifty this last week, as you know, and I, you know, it just seemed like a good marker to look back over the last decade and and say, hey, Lord, what have you done? What are you doing? What do you want to? be doing going forward. Um, I bought a small business in January. It's a, a kind of a clean candle company making soy wax candles. And I really wanted a business that I could run right out of our, our kind of RV barn here at home. My kids um, are, they're super capable and they're, I want them to have this entrepreneurial mindset and skill sets as part of their home education process. We home, you know, educate them and and it's just been a blast. I mean, Chloe's in charge of customer service, you know, literally, you know, and Barrington's our, <laughs> he's, you know, 13. He makes all the candles with Bentley doing kind of as his assist. And Bentley's 10. He does all our labeling. He, he has a unique ability of seeing extremely straight where, I mean, literally can put on labels just, and it looks like a factory <laughs> that put them on. I mean, they're so precise, you know, and Kinsey and Cordy are putting, you know, stickers in the wicks and, and every part of the team worked from the manufacturing to the marketing to you know to delivery to local wholesale customers is all being done by the kids and and it's just been really rich and i'm you know if there's one thing that's become very clear to me nick is at a certain point money means less and less to me and meaningful interaction um learning uh investment of time with with people my, the, the ones I love the most and discipling them in the things of the Lord, but also in just building their capabilities so that they feel super confident going into any 
kind of work environment or situation that allows them to develop their own awareness around their unique abilities and God-given gifts is just where I, I'm thriving and I'm, I'm so hungry for. So that business is just, it's super fun. I love that it's direct to, you know, the marketplace in the sense that we're, we've really, uh, we added about 85 wholesale customers when we bought it, but we really are trying to grow the online direct consumer. And so that's up over 350% in the last uh, six months. And we're just have a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's, it's just so much learning. So that's really fun for the family. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out what the big ski family, we created a, a kind of a vision of getting paid to ski around the world. And <laughs> we've done a season and a half. This season got really wacky because of COVID and, and all that went on. Um, but we, we've got some good traction. We've got some great sponsors and just, it's, it's more of a, a, a unique, um, you know, pat, hobby passion thing that I came up with. And, and so we'll see what, you know, season, this will really be season two almost because of what happened with COVID for us. But um, as we kick off, we're having a lot of fun talks with, with people about, you know, trying to expand that. Um, we're really loving doing newlywed ministry. My wife and I have a newlywed retreat that we've done every year for the last 13 years now the dear friend of ours, Blanche Tadlock, who's does all the, uh, the logistics and operations side, we get to come in and speak. And we just have a super big heart for seeing marriages get started out in the right way. Um, and, and just continuing that, as you mentioned, the Chatham man camp is, is really a blessing. Um, we're one of the things I'm just, I, I'm very excited about is I wrote our love story as a, as a book and it's about 75,000 words as kind of a, well, as a true story autobiographical, but I'm, I've titled it How to Win a Heart, a Practical Guide to Starting a Lifelong Love. And I just, we just did the cover shoot. It's final edits literally just got completed. And hopefully, you know, Lord willing, hope to launch it by August 15th. And I want to encourage a bunch of young, I wrote it for, with a, a mindset that my children are at that age and stage. And I just want to share the kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly, the things I've learned, um, you know, that, that I want to hopefully impart to them. But as I wrote it, there are a lot of people that go, hey, this could be useful to a bigger audience. So I'm excited about launching that in August, just around intentional, godly dating that, that could really build a foundation for awesome marriages. So, um, you know, these are, these are things I'm excited about right yes. now. I'm just really loving uh, the season of life that I get to be in and you know, just, just grateful. Oh. So fun, man. I, I love it. I love that you're just, you know, everything, you know, you follow your, uh, any of the, any of the social media, big ski family, or, you know, just your person. I love seeing everybody in it together, you know, you and Janice and the kids and, um, <laughs> you know, the candle factory, <laughs> just everything you guys do, you, you just do it together and you guys do life together. And it just seems, um, just so magical. And, um, you guys are blessed. It's so, it's so, so awesome to see. And it's inspiring too. It's inspiring, you know, uh, Nancy and I and our family to, uh, to, you know, kind of have those, mm. you know, relationships mm. rich with one another and with our children and, and look for those experiences to, to connect and go have adventures together and do business together. And, mm. you know, it can all, it can all work together. So oh, it's, it's, it's an absolute joy, Nick. And to me, it, it, if someone wants <laughs> to read the first like 14 uh, verses of Deuteronomy 28, you know, cause those are kind of 
vision life goals where it just talks about how the Lord will, will overtake you with blessings. And I, I live in a space, Nick, where God has just been so good beyond all I could ask or imagine or far beyond what I deserve. And I just, I, I can't help but praise him and thank him for his goodness. Cause it's, it's a sweet, sweet richness that comes from, from his hand. Um, I truly want that for more people. I want to see God's favor and blessing in, in every area of their life. I think, I think it's very real. It's very, very possible. That is awesome. Well, I will have to, um, I'll have to follow up with you and, and get, you know, uh, from you or Cheryl, get some of these, uh, the websites for the candle company and some of the social medias for the, I'm sure a lot of the audience would love to follow along with the adventure. Hey, and, hey, uh, buy some candles and, uh, support. Some, yeah, get some, get you're Chloe's, awesome. Uh, customer it's service. super easy. It's uh farmhouse candle shop.com. It's the world's longest domain, but, uh, farmhouse candle shop.com. And, and you can find me on Instagram at the giant five guy awesome. or the big ski family. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're easy to find. And, uh, we'd love to, love to have more like-minded That's folks awesome. along for a community. How fun we, uh, as, as you may have saw on uh, social media, we did our first little, it's, we did not do it in intention of being a business, but with the, uh, the, yes, we bought bees and we're doing the honey thing and, and, uh, the kids are all yes. talking about, you know, selling honey to yes. other people. I mean, you guys are only four. Are you, guys are already thinking about are you kidding? Like, You're their dad, Nick. They friends. don't have a choice. They're going to be a little entrepreneurial thinkers. And and the pictures of your family in bee suits yeah. is like one of my favorite images I have in my mind. I'm serious. You guys, <laughs> that was so beautiful with those little masks on and they're out there doing the bees. That is a rich thing, brother. I'm, I love it. I love it. No, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. That's uh, she's, she's awesome. For that one, good for you for guys. Sure. <laughs> well, as we uh, as we kind of land the plane here, what um, just a couple kind of rapid fire question, but off the cuff, uh, you know, for you, and I, I think I know what you're going to say, but you may surprise me. But for you, you know what's what interesting? You the that scripture literally that references this says, "I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth." And, and it's weird, as I've been looking back over the last 50 years, I said, man, if I'm looking back at 100 years, it's going to be my children and the, my children's children walking in God's blessing, his righteousness, his favor, that is going to be my biggest win by far. And that that is super real for me right now. Yes, and yes. Grandkiddos yes. that are uh, popping up too. So it's they you, are. You kids, they kids sure are, are. They're here. <laughs> that is awesome well, I, th- I appreciate um i love that answer uh what about oh. folks i know you're a voracious reader you've re- got a ton maybe a top top overall you know or i'm maybe some reading a book called living life right backwards now. right now by david gibson it's uh it's a kind of like a little expose on ecclesiastes um and it's just it's rich um i'm reading a book called a man after god's own heart jim george it's an older book but just really um, been edifying me. I, I just finished a book, um, Cherish, by Gary Thomas. It's a just it's called it says uh, something like the one word that changes everything for your marriage. And I, I just I'm wanting to learn to really masterfully love my wife. I mean, you'd think I'd know how, but at this age and stage, but I, it's something I'm just constantly <laughs> growing in. Um, on a on a uh, 
I don't know, kind of a practical note, I just finished uh, Why We Sleep. Um, I really think sleep's going to be a much bigger deal for me going into my next decade that I really want to be, um, I tend to kind of shortcut myself on sleep sometimes. And that's an important thing because I try to jam yeah. too much life in. And I, anyways, um, but yeah, those are, those are some right now that, that have just been, yeah, kind of front. It's awesome. You know what? Wait, are you, uh, are you I'm a very or? big hard copy uh, book guy copy. Um, when it comes to nonfiction. If it's uh, fiction, I can listen. But even that, I prefer, I prefer a hard copy book. I, I'm a, I buy a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I like, you know, what's crazy. I've when, struggled when with, um, it's been a much harder discipline over the last two months, uh, because I haven't been getting on airplanes. Uh, I read a lot on airplanes and when I'm, yeah, you know, traveling to LA or Chicago to coach or, or for my business down in LA, I literally will read, um, you know, consistently a book or two a week, um, where I, I've literally slowed way down cause it's, I'm just home so much and I feel bad kind of quarantine myself. Um, so I've got to read in the morning early. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yep. Otherwise the, it won't happen. Before the day gets legs yep. and it gets going. So I've been carving same, out that time. Same here. Yeah, it's been a, I found that's a common thing. A lot of guys are, you know, to talk to or, you know, hey, I used to run without just to go run or whatever. And now I, now I'm listening to podcasts. Well, that's, that's it that true, Nick. I, I way, so. rarely run that's, without listening to something. You know, and I run a lot. So yeah, the same thing. Hmm. Cool. Um, for you, I if there's um you know people talk about life verses, is there a um is there one for you that you know rises above the rest, uh, or one for you right? Maybe you know, right it's, now it's that so is, funny. Uh, I go center. so crazy here because <laughs> there's so many verses that are literally that, that have transformed my life. But my my if I was gonna say if someone hmm. said, hey, what's Chad's verse? I can't leave a gathering almost without sharing if somebody's anyways, Jude 24 and 25, it says now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. It's like that. That just, oh, that's pure gold, brother. It just talks about the hope we have both now and forever. And the focus is on him who's able to keep me. And I just, that's richness. Anyways, yeah, I love that verse. I love it. Uh, thanks for thanks for sharing. That is awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Chad. And, uh, you know, what we've learned, you know, with you at, at Coach and outside of Coach and just the, you know, you, what, what I was thinking about, you know, words. And I was like, man, Chad is just, he's, um, is inspiring, but you know, you always just have so much enthusiasm and I, and I, I just appreciate that enthusiasm. And I'm like, I don't know if you ever wake up without enthusiasm, but it just seems everywhere. And, um, you know, you, mm. you just seem to lift everybody up wherever you go. So I, uh, appreciate you and, and thank you for, you know, for that Praise for the Lord. Me and I'm sure many others. So, and I appreciate, uh, you know, being here with us today. And it was, it was awesome when you were at ISI and, and did that devotion. I think you woke us up like no other morning devotion. Um, and it was just very powerful and I appreciate you connecting here today. Nick, thank you again for the opportunity, brother. I appreciate you so much and work you and Joe and all those of the ISI community are doing. I just, 
and I want to say, praise the Lord. If any good you see in my life, it's him. And, and I want to just keep on bringing glory to him as he is, he is able. So love you, brother. Thank you again. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Would you mind uh, oh, I'd love just to. closing us I'd down love in, to. A, in a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, what a up? privilege it is to be able to come before the creator of the universe, the one who breathed life into our lungs and the one who sustains us, the one who gives us a, a hope and a salvation, the one who gives us life and life more abundantly. And Father, I just rejoice today and that we as men here on earth can have hope, that we can have joy, that we can have confidence, that we can have a bigger future because of who you are in our life and that we can be have our feet set on a rock, Lord, that we can be unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord um, because of, of who you are and what you've done. And I just pray for every man that might listen to this podcast, Lord, that we, we would be quickened by your spirit, that we would just be fueled by you. The Lord, if there's something keeping us from that intimacy with you, that we would just fall on our face before you repent. We'd find you to be our our source and our strength, that we could be filled to the fullness of who you are. And then we could turn to a world that is crying out for men with vision, with men with perspective, men with wisdom, not of our own, but of, of you, that we'd be able to love our wives, Lord, as, as it says, as Christ loved the church. Lord, that's supernatural love. And, and yet you through us can do these things, that we would parent our children with intentionality that we'd be able to raise them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord, that their hearts and minds would be set on you, that they would be kept from so much of the, the difficulty, darkness, the, the sin that so easily can beset any of us, but that we'd be kept by you, Father, that we would be vessels that are useful in your kingdom, Lord, that we would reach to a world that is hurting, that needs so much to have uh, men reach out with with boldness and love and truth and grace and mercy and and Lord to be your hands and your heart to a world that needs you and just Father that the work we do we would do heartily as unto you and not unto men and that because it's you we serve that we'd be able to serve with joyfulness that we'd be able to do the things you've gifted us to do and and be, be truly the men that you've called us to be in the situations that you've given us. And Lord, those that are up against a challenge right now that are really in a hard time, that are in a difficult place in their marriage, that are struggling with how to see a breakthrough in their parenting or maybe their career. Father, I just pray that you come alongside of them right now, that you would undergird them. We've all been there. We've all been at the bottom. We've all been at the place of emptiness and struggle. And Lord, you're the one that can that can sustain. And I pray that their eyes would just turn to you and, and then we'd find an opportunity to praise and thank you. Anyways, you're so good. Again, thank you for Nick, Joe, and the whole ISI community. Be with them. May your favor be upon them. May you continue to equip and build up men that would, would be uh, bright and shining lights in a world that, that needs that testimony. We love you so much, Lord. Just grateful. In your precious name we pray. Amen.